disabilities in the workplace and what it means as far as maybe a bit of a different outlook uh, for this new year, ladies and gentlemen. Here to discuss is Labor Attorney John Bell, the Bell Law Group, BellLG.com, uh, employment attorney extraordinaire and founder of the group, uh, right here in New York. And uh, uh, the group represents so many in employment that are just not being paid in accordance with the law. And uh, so many other uh, bits of pieces, uh, sexually harassed, not being accommodated due to a disability, which will be the focus of this conversation. Welcome, John Bell. And, uh, you know, just when you think you're making strides in the workplace, those who are disabled, uh, that could change this year, my friend. A very good morning to you. And you a uh, happy Friday, of course. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, but tell us uh, what the landscape looks like, like for those who are disabled and those who are trying to gain employment here. Sure. Well, finding employment in the workplace for people with disabilities has historically been very challenging, as, you could, as you're probably aware, Jay. So a couple of uh, positive things have happened to individuals with disabilities allowing them to gain meaningful employment. Now, there's not too much good that came out of COVID, but one thing that was good for people with disabilities is a lot of employers changed to work-from-home situations, and that allows people with disabilities to perform the essential functions of their job from home. So they almost act at that's like an accommodation. They're comfortable at home. They can take breaks when they want. Uh, their uh, their living spaces are fully accessible, whether it be bathrooms, kitchens, whatever they need. So because of that, they were able to secure greater employment than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there was, as you know, a, a tightened labor market as of recent. And the more people that are employed, that also positively affects people with disabilities, and they're able to secure employment. Now, what seems to be happening is that 90% of employers are requiring employees to start coming back to work in either some type of hybrid environment or full-time, which could cause employees with disabilities some difficulties in securing or continuing with their employment if they could no longer work from home. The transportation Mm. issue may be difficult, The fact that the employer's facilities don't accommodate whatever disabilities they have. So they may face some struggles in returning or maintaining their employment. Uh, Is there anything uh, that could deter the thinking of of employers who say, you know what, 90% of the offices, you know, they're they're going back in play here. On getting rid of the remote stuff, but what do we? Is is there anything to be done about it? Protections? I mean, you know, we feel for those individuals. They they certainly uh, have uh, plenty of accountability as far as success of any type of company with their contributions. Uh, but why aren't they being rewarded properly? I mean, why are employers, you know, kind of turning the other way on them? Well. Uh, That's a great question. There's obviously a social stigma that's been around for people with disabilities that they have to suffer through. 
and the disabled community, for some reason, or for one reason or another, a lot of them like to be quiet and not necessarily stick up for themselves as far as the rights that they may have in the workplace. Obviously, you hear about uh, these other protected classes bonding together and fighting for their rights, whether it be uh, the Black Lives Matter movements or other yeah. movements. Uh, but the disabled community, they don't seem to really uh, try to enforce the rights that they actually have. But to be honest with you, Jay, there should be an uptick in potential disability discrimination. For example, if an employee can show that he or she is adequately performing their job from home and they're requesting an accommodation to work from home because they can perform the essential functions of the job and now they have a track record of performing it successfully, they might have a case where they could claim that the employer is wrongfully denying their accommodation, that it doesn't cost them anything, it doesn't cost the employer anything, it's a reasonable request, and the employer is unreasonably not allowing them to work from home and denying that accommodation. That could be a very good case. Or if they have to come in, maybe it's something where there's some customer service involved and they have to go into their workplace, the employer has to consider giving them a reasonable accommodation as long as the expense is not unreasonable, they have to perform these changes in the workplace, whether it be an ergonomic chair, a different keyboard, you know, some things that needed to be changed that's of a reasonable cost. The employer has to do it. So the employer can't just turn around and fire somebody just because they're disabled. But the question is, do the employees, are they aware of these legal protections? And do they want to pursue these legal protections? That's a different question. Yeah, and I was reading like some recent surveys and everything else regarding employers, even that of the government, you know, where measures can be taken to promote uh, some opportunities for those who are disabled there. Um, and it, it's tough. It really is. It really is uh, tough to kind of see here. But, you know, they did a lot of work. Uh, a lot of these people did a lot of work to promote uh, inclusivity for individuals who are disabled, you know, whether it be the work arrangement, you know, flexible schedule, accommodation-wise, uh, sensitivity-type training. You know, there's there's so much that went into it uh, as far as leadership positions even being created. Um, you know, the work culture and, and everything else, uh, hiring practices in general, it just, it's hard to believe that you know, that all could be kind of wiped away here. And it's kind of a sad thing to kind of witness, John. Sure, because what's the alternative? Then they have to go on uh, government-type services, which we don't want. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that employers who, who hire the disabled and sometimes accommodate them in some way that's required under the law, those employees are the most loyal employees that an employer could have. First of all, they're, they're used to dealing with adversity, okay? So they they know how to deal with different situations that won't that may affect somebody else that won't affect them as much. And there's an appreciation of the job. There's an appreciation of their employer going out of their way to accommodate them when now they're comfortable. So now you're dealing with a loyalty issue, somebody who understands the job, and less turnover. And quite frankly, every employer loves less turnover. Turnover is a huge 
disruption and cost to the workplace. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of work being turned around, unfortunately. And there's a lot of pressure. I get it with uh, with companies and and everything else trying to make bottom line uh, dollars and cents always plays a role here. It always does. That's always kind of the the, the factor to determine success. Uh, but uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, they're getting the squeeze. Those who just can't do the everyday functions. Uh, based on uh, their own self, you know, uh, for whatever reason. They just uh, can't figure out employers have had to go about it in how to try and, you know, have a balancing act here. It's kind of sad to see. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this, though. Good topic of discussion, Mr. Bell. Jay, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to next time. Enjoy your weekend.